0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques, land the most desirable talent, launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Girard. Today is all about timing. So we're going to talk about managing expectations for time and performance to make a key hire, which is more important now than it ever has been. Uh, The data is in and we're going to give you a performance benchmark of what your expectations should be. As far as time to fill a hire. Today's quote If you're going to achieve excellence in big things, you develop the habit in little matters. Excellence is not an exception, it's a prevailing attitude. That, my friends, was said by Colin Powell. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to provide proven tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. We share insights from top-performing entrepreneurs and industry experts, like our guest today, Christian Spletzer. He's the founder and CEO of Clockwork Recruiting. After years of experience in the challenging world of executive search, Christian founded Clockwork Recruiting to improve how search firms and their clients work together on retained search projects. He designed clockwork to help recruiters demonstrate their consultative value to their clients at every stage of each project. And his company has created an industry benchmark report, which makes him the perfect guest for today's show. Christian, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today.
1: Thanks, Rick. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, happy to have you. We're going to cover a few things today. We're going to talk about the challenges and the data to support uh, challenges in today's hiring landscape. Then we're going to talk about measurement and performance of what a great search looks like. So I have the experience that that really, search is all over the gamut. You could have retained search firms that uh, just kind of take the money and do it, and you can have ones that are really involved and bring a lot of value to their clients. Let's talk about a little bit about measuring performance. You've got to tell me a little bit about how this report came to be and, and what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: um, backing up a little bit, Clockwork Recruiting is a uh, project management application for that retained search space. So, our customers use our application to run projects with their clients, and you know the the idea is that's going to give their clients more insight into the project, how it's going, so that they can truly collaborate. As a result of our growing customer base and the projects that are run on it, we've got a ton of anonymized project data. So we get to kind of look at that data, to look for trends, look for inefficiencies. And um, this year, we launched this industry benchmark report, which is really just focusing on two key metrics. One is your days to placement. How long does it take on average to place a candidate across you know, all industries, and we break it down into uh, some finer points. Okay. And then, and then your general placement rate. And what's the, you know, that's just the, the likelihood that any given project is actually going to end in a placement. And so those, we started with those two, and then we did a little bit of a deep dive into them. Across a number of different things like industry and function, and, and so how many
0: different search projects did you guys track?
1: Yeah, we started with about I think twenty three thousand, and we started just kind of looking back over the last three and a half years and focusing only on retained search. So we've got, you know, we've got a pretty wide customer so page. let's let's back up really quickly.
0: I want to explain retained search to some of our audience. Retained search is basically being engaged to, to conduct the search, the firm or whoever's leading it. Is specifically hired for that role, and it's their responsibility to fill that. Yeah, it's exclusive, and they get paid a fee up front. There's a certain schedule, but there's different models to it. But it's uh, the premise behind it is that you're getting a more dedicated service to fill that role.
1: Yep, one consultant, one client, one job to fill. And it's really, you know, it typically goes hand in hand with the. Executive search, yep. Um, but we've we've seen that kind of change and go down a little bit more to the mid mid level manager search. But focusing on the retained engagement and what that looks like. Got it.
0: Retained search firms are primarily taking a little bit more of a sniper approach as opposed to the shotgun approach.
1: Right. All right, I mean, so, it, it's, a, it's a consultative engagement. You know, yeah. it is a different beast from what I think most Absolutely. people think of when they think of recruiting.
0: So what did you find? So let's talk about, you have a placement rate and a days to hire the placement. So if you, if you ask any
1: recruiter or any retained recruiter how long a typical search takes, um, I think what you're probably going to get is a shrug of the shoulders in a, about a three or four months. And that's just been sort of the, the lore of retained search and ill-defined and um it's about right because by our by what we saw on average over those twenty-three thousand projects we looked at the average is 123 days from, okay. from from start to finish start to placement because right? we're not including those that kind of flunked out
0: and that's uh, the average across every discipline every market that yep okay
1: yeah and just because in aggregate we wanted to just get a Of the retained search industry, what's the average? And then we kind of break it down further, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in detail. And then the placement rate. We broke that out into three three silos. One is the the firm places the candidate. Um, You get a successful placement. And that only happens about 71% of the time, which...
0: That's scary. That is scary. Yeah, to have a 20... So you're looking at, what,
1: 29% failure rate? Right. Especially when you're when you're paying somebody to go and solve your problem, yeah, and that that stings. And these are key hires again. You know, these are you're hiring a retained search firm because you got you have a, a really important role to fill, and you want to hire like the best person to help you do so. Um, but knowing on average that uh, the industry is hitting it only about seventy one percent of the time, help set expectations in the minds of the, of the clients who hire these search firms to what they
0: expect. Now here's um, here's a question I have. Are you tracking things like quality of hire? We're not tracking
1: stick rate yet. Okay. That's that maybe V two. There are different ways we can do that, but for this report, we just limited it to days to placement and placement rate. See, that'd be a really
0: interesting thing to be able to see what, what the stick rate has been or the quality of hire somehow, you know, how that correlates in performance. Because I tend to think that sometimes that best person for the role surfaces the end of the search when you're close with somebody else and timing plays a key component in this when you're targeting maybe 10 to 20 people for this role what ends up happening is sometimes it takes 30 90 days for that person to finally get back to you right
1: yeah so there's so many there's so many things that go into this business retained search and so many factors that contribute to these key metrics. I think that companies only care about two things with a qualifier. You know, if, if you're hiring a search firm, you care: are you going to be able to place a good candidate fast? And we've talked good can Are you be able to place them? That's placement rate. Fast is days to placement. Good is that subjective qualifier that we can measure with placement
0: rate, and that's, just, that's our next study. Um, now, what's interesting is I find that some companies actually have a really high bar, which makes it even harder. That might extend it. There's, there's extenuating circumstances, I think, that, that come into play here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is, and this is the job of the consultant. Yeah. They have to play the role of a consultant. They have to go into every project with a sound process and a specialization to be, in this particular aspect, the smartest guy in the room. They have to be able to come in and lead the client along the entire process and do so, you know, with not only the confidence of their experience, but, you know, a sound process the client is collaborating with. Like, so you talked about surfacing good candidates late in the game, you know, that may just be a reality of running a project, but another way to, to shorten that. Cycle is to really have a strong kickoff and strategy and buy-in from day one, so that you and your client are in lockstep. If you're the recruiter, as a
0: recruiter, you should have personal branding, and I think that would help you to gain uh, connection to the people that you need to get a hold of too. You know, if you've got yeah. credibility that's kind
1: of built in, people are going to want to talk. Absolutely, to you. yeah, yeah. And not only on the client side, but on. As you're reaching out in these retained projects, it's typically, you know, your source and passive candidates, people who aren't actively looking. And one of the key determinants of you know, being able to put someone in play is are they actually going to return your phone call? And if you don't have that brand, if you don't have that network, you don't have the ability to get people to respond to your outreach, that's going to take longer. You to find that candidate. Let's talk about the seventy-one percent
0: placement rate because I would imagine some of them probably had resulted in internal hires, right, or yeah, internal referrals. percent. Yeah. That's only six percent. Yeah. Okay. that we got. So then twenty-two percent is what? It's essentially yeah, it, where they cancel. Like, did you guys track what made them unsuccessful at all? Were you able to? Um, we just tracked if they were canceled or terminated. Got it. Yeah. So. Uh, we didn't go into why. Oh, so they were canceled why. or terminated.
1: Yep. Ah. Those are, okay. Those are those are canceled contracts. Maybe the company shifted strategic plans somewhere along the way. Maybe. So
0: the recruiter could cancel them too. Sure. Could, they could have, have fired them. Then a line.
1: personality. You know, it's, it. This is this is looking in aggregate at a whole. You know, a rather large data set. So any one reason probably exists in that data set. But yeah, as a former recruiter, I've been on my share of searches that just they spiral out, and if you don't if you don't manage them, um, they get away from you, and when they end bad, <laughs> they they they're ugly. Oh,
0: they get away from you quickly if you don't keep a handle on them. Yep. All right. If you're just joining us on the live stream or the podcast, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio show. I'm Rick Gerard, your host, and today our guest is Christian Sputzer. He's the CEO and founder of Clockwork Recruiting. And we're talking about time to hire. So uh this is um I mean, let's talk, I mean, really, it's it's all really about ROI, right? Because if you don't get somebody in there quickly, your company may fail. Yeah. So let's talk about what a good search looks like and and uh, and maybe parlay that to how to choose the right partner. You have a breakdown in your report of a detailed analysis. So you break it down by seniority, department, industry, maturity, and region. Let's dig into that. I want to talk about what makes somebody great. Let's start with seniority and, and the level of roles. You know, all of those
1: things you just listed are they affect um, these averages. And sure. we kind of went went across the board and, and to just so kind of break down. Because you don't again, anecdotally you hear things like I'm here in the Bay Area in San Francisco and they talk about oh, it's impossible to find engineering talent. So those searches must take forever. Well when you break down, you know, by the different departments, you know, tech is hard to to place, but not as hard as others. Um, so this data gets into a little bit of dispelling some of the preconceived notions about different roles. And most minority. tech
0: roles are probably not included in this because most of them
1: don't go out to retain Zerg unless they're key hires. Yeah, unless they're key hires. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, building out your engineering team is, is not... If you're doing it by contingency, um, that's not accommodated for Got it. accounted for. Yep. Okay. The quickest time to placement
0: and, and placement rate would be what? Oh, God. A hundred and zero. I mean... It, so no, I get that, but like, what type of positions are probably going to be the easiest to fill and which ones are going to be the most difficult in terms of seniority?
1: Yeah, and seniority. So we surfaced some interesting thing on seniority. The You would think that as you get uh, more senior, that uh, your placement rate or your days of placement would go up. Um, but here, you know, we saw that um, placement rate on managers actually was the lowest out of all of the seniorities, right? So manager, VP, EVP. Um C suite. Uh, okay. Manager was manager, you'd think since there are more of them in an organization and they seem, you know, they'd be more of them in the market that they would have a better
0: placement rate, but actually they had the worst. So managers are sitting what somewhere around sixty percent? And sixty yeah, percent. But a shorter time in which you can fill them.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, the days of placement is for managers the quickest, but sure. it has the lowest or the, the lowest placement rate or the, the highest failure rate. So a little bit more transactional than, you know, say your C-level, which has, well, next to board members, it has the longest days to placement. But C-level, you know, C-level searches have the highest placement rate. And, you know, I don't... They think also would... have the highest failure rate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> f- high failure rate in the role?
0: Once we've Yeah, yeah. Typically, you get, what, a couple of years? And then if, you, if you're not able to, to deliver, then they drop yeah, you and replace it. you with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. How about department? So we're talking about within an organization, you've got what legal, finance, you got sales, marketing, operations, IT. I'm looking at your chart here, and there's kind of some interesting things, but they don't surprise me because you have the longest time to to fill a role is usually in the IT management, product development, business development side. So those right. those are the ones that are taking the most time. Yep, they're taking the most time, and you
1: know they're they're kind of clustered around that. You know the average placement rate. Legal is sort of the outlier here with the highest placement rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 variation is around days to placement. Um, you know finance, legal, customer success they tend to they tend to close or place the fastest. Um, as you mentioned, product development, management, IT they take longer. Uh, well well above average in terms of uh, time to actually get a placement. So. This is the kind of thing when you are hiring a search firm, um, this is a great way to level set. You know, not all searches are equal. You know, you've got a, quite a, a range of days to placement. So if you are expecting a search to close around 100 days, but it's, you're hiring a man, you know, someone in the management department or product development, your expectations are not going to be aligned to the reality of you know, what the data show.
0: This is something that's huge for entrepreneurs and business leaders to get is that mm-hmm. this type of search takes a little bit or actually a lot more time than just going on to a job board or working through a contingency agency and running through a ton of different candidates hopefully finding the right one. You know, it doesn't surprise me that sales is probably the quickest turnaround at what 120 days or so because low Typically, salespeople tend to move around a lot more than all the other departments.
1: Yep. They're eager to, to, to talk on interviews and they're great on interviews. And there's by the time you need a salesperson, there's a real urgency to it. <laughs> by the time you get out of an interview with the salesperson,
0: you're tired yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you bought something. All right. How about industry? Let's run through
1: that. Ah, so industry, you know, again, it, it's, this is one of those things where it's hard to kind of make sense education has a great placement rate relative to average mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's fast you know in education and and services the same thing kind of above average placement rates and faster than average uh, days to placement you get into consumer internet or media mm-hmm. um, no surprise government and nonprofit those are those are uh, taking a lot longer to place you know
0: what's surprising to me though is I'm looking at healthcare. So you have on here yeah. that actually takes the longest amount of time and has the lowest success rate. Yep. Placement rate. Yep. So are me. we talking doctors, nurses, anyone in healthcare or ministry? Yep. You're talking
1: healthcare executives in the healthcare okay. industry. So could be could be doctors, could be administrators. Um, this is a quasi professional service, but it's healthcare and so it. It, it's uh, it's a specialization and requires that the firms doing this work really specialize in uh, in this space.
0: So the longest time to hire we have are media, consumer internet and then government and nonprofit. Right. And you're looking at on average what 130 to 135 days.
1: Yeah, which which relative to 123 is not that bad. You know, that's that's not, you know, when you're looking at a in aggregate but what these numbers kind of try to lay out, we're, when we're laying placement rate over days to placement, you want a below average, faster than average days to placement, and you want an above average placement rate. That's good, right? You know, if yeah. the average is C, you want somebody who's an A player in both how fast they do a search and their history uh, or the track record of successful placements for your particular needs. And so you, got, you want to find those who, who really exceed on these two Key metrics, but uh,
0: gosh, really. the thing that worries me here is that, yes, it's great that you're filling these, but like we don't know quality higher. And so mm. some companies might be hiring b or C players. I've had clients in the past that have come back to me saying, "Hey, we hired somebody that wasn't as great as we thought it was, and we need to secretly look for somebody new to fill their role. You so, know, me, the let let me, yeah. I mean, the A- yeah. stick, stick rate is important. I think you can get that
1: absolutely. Stick rate is important. There is a, I will say this, that the, the industry, the retained search business of placing a candidate, when you are engaged with a client, this is, this is very different. You've, you should have an engaged client who's telling you what an A player looks like, or as a client. Or you should be you able to have. draw out what an A player looks like, because that's right. really important. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the key. And yeah. that's, you know, that is, that is the, sort of the key difference between retained and contingency is going through that process, whether you're doing it up front, you know, you know in that kickoff strategy call or if you're doing it along the process of the three or four months that you're working on a project, you should, as a team of client and search firm, come to a very clear understanding of what an A player looks like. You're not guessing at a C or a B. You're, 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 you know, these are key hires, and that's part of the process and part of the benefit of using a retained search process, a retained search firm. Is like You go through that process either at the beginning through a, a key process or a key strategy or you kind of do it by default along the way.
0: You know, what's surprising to me is that your placement rate and time to fill for technology, software, and services is actually fairly low. I thought it would have been a little bit higher. So we're looking at, what, 70% success rate, which is okay. I thought it would have been lower. And then 120 days or so. Yeah, so
1: so faster than average, but below average placement rate, but not by much.
0: All right, the last thing I want to go over is region, because this is actually a pretty important piece. My thinking would be, gosh, San Francisco, Bay Area, everybody complains, it's so... Tough to you and I both work in that realm, right? And everybody complains about how hard it is to find people, but it's actually not the hardest place to find people, is it?
1: No, no, that would probably I think uh, that would be New York City. It takes the longest, and as the. The lowest placement rate. Wow.
0: Yeah. Were you able to find out what factors come into play? I mean, you're looking at 69%. Yeah. If you're recruiting in New York City, you have a 69% chance of filling your role within
1: 140 days. Yep. Woo, That's yeah. That's crazy. It's, it takes a long time, and and then you have a pretty slim, slim chance of actually making that placement. You know, what is the key factor here in, in determining, you know, why it takes so long? I, the answer is I don't know. I mean, yeah. There's so many factors, and this is just one. Right. So it's, it's not just the location. You dig deeper into it, you got to figure out, hey, so what were those searches? What did they look like? What was the seniority and industry and department of those searches that actually were run in New York City? They're going to differ from from the others. So it's, this is just to give you some illustration of like what you're getting into if you are hiring a search firm. Calibrate your interest. In-
0: but it's also yeah. a great tool in which somebody can manage expectations. Yeah. So we can look at what the averages are. If I can come in around here, then we're we're correct. Again, most people run off the premise that 90 days is enough for me to fill. a search but it's not saying that at all. If you're under 115 days, you're doing pretty good. Yep,
1: and that's and that's it. I mean, if that's the key takeaway from this, there are a bunch, but that should be one that this isn't contingency, you're not going to get a, you know, that silver bullet placement right out the gate. You're in you're in for it with a consulting engagement with your search firm and you got to you got to collaborate. You know, like one of the key determinants of effect on placement rate is client collaboration. Absolutely. Client, clients got to be in it from beginning to end. And if they're not, search firms going to be struggling and, and this placement is going to go down and the days to close is going to go up.
0: And that is the key takeaway. Both parties have to be 100% on board. Man, we're just about out of time for today's show, Christian. Thanks for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way for members of our community to find out more about you or reach you? Well, you can go to ClockworkRecruiting.com.
1: This information is posted up there, and happy to talk to you. And All right.
0: Shoot, shoot us an email. Absolutely. And you know what? Just on a personal note, I've taken a look at your platform. I love it. So great job. Keep up the good work. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ailey Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. We need your feedback to bring more valuable content to you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at higherpowerradio.com. That's H-I-R-E. We're not a religious show. Or you can follow us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at RickGirard1. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be returning guest, Brennan German. He's the president of Bright Talent Resources. We're going to wrap up the year for uh, 2018. And I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.